Have you tried everything from natural to pharmaceutical just to get a good night's rest? Join me, Martha Lewis, as I unpack what's really keeping you up at night and how to change it. You're listening to The Insomnia Fix. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Before I get started, I want to tell you about a workshop I have coming up. So if your sleep gets worse during the holidays or it's bad all the time, then you want to join me for this workshop. It is called How to Sleep Better This Holiday Season, and it's going to be transformational. It's happening December 6th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And in this workshop, I'm going to walk you through what sabotages your sleep during the holidays and how not to let this happen, how to handle stress better so it doesn't wreck your sleep, exactly what changes you need to make to sleep better, and how to deal with the mind drama that comes up when making those changes, how to hack your brain so that what you eat and drink doesn't affect your sleep, and how to overcome your insomnia for good so you can sleep great all the time. After this workshop, you'll know how to deal with the added stress of the holidays that sabotages your sleep. You'll sleep and feel better this holiday season. You'll enjoy the holidays a lot more. And you'll start the next year with better sleep and health. And you can register at the link in the show notes. All right, on to the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Today, I'm excited to share with you the tests that will find out why you can't sleep. So I'm sure this is important to you. And I use four different functional lab tests for my clients. And I use these four because they give me the most information for the least cost. And all together, they give me the big picture of what's going on in their bodies that are affecting their sleep. So they're all really important together. Now, the first test I do is called the Dutch test. It's a dried urine hormone test. And this is looking at your sex hormones. So estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, because you take five samples in 24 hours, it gives you an average of your sex hormones throughout the day. Blood and saliva will give you your hormone levels at that second in time, but our hormones fluctuate throughout the day. So this is a more accurate way to find out uh, your average sex hormones. And for menstruating women, we run it on days 19 to 21 of their cycle when their hormones are the highest, um, when estrogen and progesterone are highest, so that we can see how much their body's able to make. So instead of blood work and saliva that can look at, okay, this is a normal range for this phase and this is a normal range for this phase, we want to see the most that your body can make and interpret it that way. Sex hormone balance is super important for sleep. So low estrogen and low progesterone can cause insomnia. So can estrogen dominance. So this is when estrogen is higher than progesterone in women and higher than testosterone in men and high testosterone as well. So all of these different scenarios can lead directly to insomnia. Now, what's great about the Dutch test is that it also shows how your hormones are being broken down by the body. So that gives me multiple clues as to how your liver is working and how different stages and parts of liver detoxification are working. And this is super important for sleep because if your liver isn't detoxifying properly, then those toxins are circulating around at night, night and day, causing a lot of inflammation. And your body's going to release cortisol to deal with that inflammation 
When that's happening at night, that's going to wake you up. So liver function is so important for sleep and for health. Now, the Dutch test also looks at cortisol and your cortisol pattern. So high and low cortisol at night can directly affect sleep. A lot of times we think that it's just high cortisol that causes sleep issues. But if cortisol has become depleted over time, if it's too low, your body actually resorts to adrenaline, which is going to make you even more wired and unable to sleep. So we'll see if cortisol is high overall because you're under a lot of stress, whether that's mental or physical stress, or it could be have become depleted over time, which then means you aren't able to handle stress as well anymore. And then the Dutch test also looks at melatonin. It looks at some B vitamins and more things. It's a very complex test. So you don't want to ask someone to run this test if they don't have any experience or training with this test. I've taken the advanced training on the Dutch test through functional diagnostic nutrition, which is where I got my certification to run these lab tests. So I have a deep understanding of how to analyze this test. I have quite a few clients who have seen functional medicine doctors or maybe naturopaths and done the Dutch test, but it wasn't interpreted properly. And so then they weren't given the correct recommendations either, and they didn't get better. Now, the second test that's super important for sleep is the GI map. And this is a stool test that's looking at gut health. So first of all, it's showing what's living in your gut which includes pathogens such as parasites or bad bacteria like H. pylori or yeast like candida. And this is super important for sleep because pathogens are nocturnal. And so it's the middle of the night that they are eating and excreting and releasing a lot of toxins and causing a lot of inflammation. So this is a common reason my clients are waking up at three and four in the morning and not able to get back to sleep. This test also looks at the good gut bacteria, which is also very important. Serotonin, dopamine, GABA, and melatonin are made by the good bacteria in our gut. If you don't have enough of those, then you're not going to have enough neurotransmitters that help us feel good and feel calm and able to relax and sleep. And gut health is really critical for sleep in many different ways, which I've talked about in other episodes. Now, the third test that I find is really important for sleep is called a neurofocus panel or a neurotransmitter test. So this is looking at those neurotransmitters I mentioned before. And I started using this test a few months ago, and I'm really loving it because it helps us know what to recommend that can immediately help with your sleep and mood. We also address why neurotransmitters are out of balance in the long term, so you aren't taking supplements forever, but we want you to sleep better as quickly as possible. And so looking at neurotransmitters can help with that immediate um, seeing improvement. Now, the last test I do is called a hair tissue mineral analysis, and this uses your hair to look at your mineral balance. And this is really important because different mineral imbalances can cause insomnia. So like hormones, it's really all about balance. And you can try and take magnesium, but if sodium potassium are also low, then magnesium isn't going to be enough to help. Now, this test also looks at heavy metals and copper toxicity because these things accumulate in the liver and the brain and they can cause neurological issues, including insomnia. This isn't a well-known test, but many of my clients have mineral imbalances and heavy metals that are a big part of why they aren't sleeping. So recently, my client Sue came to me after working with a functional medicine doctor for six years, and he ran the Dutch and a gut health test, and she didn't get better. And it turns out that the hair tissue mineral analysis showed she had high uranium 
copper, and too high calcium, all of which are contributing to her sleep issues. So this is a common test, or it's a test that most practitioners don't know about that's really key for dealing with sleep especially. Now, some other tests that could possibly help. I used to run a food sensitivity test on all of my clients, but I stopped doing this mainly because there are so many false negatives, especially for gluten sensitivity. I There is a gluten sensitivity marker on the GI map that I use. And if someone wants to know if they're for sure, if they're sensitive to gluten, dairy, and other foods, then I recommend what are called Zoomer tests. And these are more accurate than regular IgG food sensitivity tests because those regular tests are looking at the food at a protein level, which isn't actually how it's presented in our gut. So the Zoomer test looks at the foods at a peptide level. So there are many peptides that make up wheat or gluten, for example. So it looks at those individually and how your body's reacting to them. So it's a lot more accurate than a regular food sensitivity test. Um, another helpful test that I use occasionally, especially if I suspect someone with mold toxicity, is called the organic acids test or the oat test. I don't include this in my initial testing anymore because I find most of the information I need with the other test. And it's not a perfect test as actually none are, but if you aren't detoxing properly, then mold isn't going to show up on this test. So there can also be false negatives for that. But occasionally I have a client who is dealing with mold and who, and who wants to run this test. And so it can re be really helpful in that case. And sometimes also I'll run what's called a mycotox that's looking at the mycotoxins from mold. And the two of those together can help determine if mold is an issue. Now, there are some tests out there that I don't think help with sleep. One of those is genetic tests. They can be helpful, but genes have to be turned on or off for them to affect your body and your health. So just because you have certain genes that might predispose you to something, it doesn't mean that those are turned on and that that's what's causing the problem right now. So I haven't found them to be very helpful. Another thing that many of my clients have already done, and you probably have too, is blood work from your doctor. That can be helpful if I interpret it using what are called the optimal ranges. So instead of the ranges that the lab uses that says what's normal, I use narrower ranges that are what pe healthy people without symptoms are in. So if we look at optimal ranges and I analyze people's blood work, we do see that things are out of whack. But blood work might suggest certain things like a bacterial infection or liver dysfunction or nutrient deficiencies, but they don't show exactly what's going on. And so other tests are needed to confirm anyway. And so I haven't found blood work as a necessary part of the test. However, if clients come to me and they have recent blood work, I do interpret it because the more information, the better for sure. Again, the other tests really narrow down what's going on. I do want to emphasize that all of these tests are important. It's not just one because you can easily miss something. So let's say you use a Dutch test to find you have hormone imbalance, but if you don't look at gut health, then you don't know that you need to address a parasite that could be keeping you awake. Or if you look at gut health, but you don't look at heavy metals, your gut won't heal if it's dealing with copper or arsenic or uranium. And so you won't get better. And so it's really important to look at the big picture because every system in our body is connected to all the others. And, you know, it's interesting how our medical system has become specialized, right? 
gastroenterologists look at the gut, endocrinologists look at hormones. And this specialization helps doctors diagnose and treat diseases with drugs and surgery, usually. But it's one of the reasons why Western medicine isn't good at preventing disease or finding the root cause of health issues. It's because they are not looking at the body as a whole and realizing how each part affects the other. And what's interesting, too, is that, you know, if we talk about, say, a parasite, like maybe a parasite, it was for me likely, is the main reason I couldn't sleep. But over the years of having a parasite, that affects the other systems in the body in so many different ways that you can't just treat the parasite. So, for example, a parasite is going to damage the gut. It's going to cause a lot of inflammation. They're nocturnal, so it's going to keep you awake. But in damaging the gut, that's also going to affect whether you're absorbing nutrients from food. And so then that's how mineral and vitamin deficiencies happen. And then when you're deficient in certain minerals, then heavy metals will build up in the body. Because heavy metals can do about 20% of the function of minerals, but they're still toxic. But if you don't have enough of the minerals, then your body's going to hold on to heavy metals to do some of their function. And, you know, a parasite, when it damages the gut, that's going to lead to food sensitivities. When your body's constantly releasing cortisol to deal with a parasite, that's going to take resources away from the sex hormones. So the sex hormones are going to get out of balance. A parasite's going to put an extra burden on the liver with all the toxins that it produces. So it's going to affect liver health. That's why you can't just go kill a parasite. Um, you can, but it's going to take a long time for your body to balance all those things that have been out of balance for a while. And there's more to healing the gut than just killing the parasite, too. Like, you actually need to rebuild the gut wall. You need to avoid inflammatory foods. You need to provide beneficial bacteria. It's a lot more complicated than kill a parasite and your sleep's going to get better, unfortunately. So the best way is to look at everything at once and then address everything at once. And that's going to be so much faster and effective than doing one thing at a time. It's just going to take a lot longer that way if it gets better at all. So really, the way to sleep better is really simple. First, use functional lab tests to find the physical root cause of why you can't sleep. Second, you want to make sure there's nothing in your mind that's sabotaging your sleep. Yes, finding everything in the body that's keeping you awake is key. But it's also important to look at any anxiety about sleep you might have, to look at stress in general in your life, so that that mental stress doesn't continue to sabotage your sleep. So my team and I help you with both of these sleep, both the body and the mind, so that your sleep improves as your health improves. If you've tried many things and nothing has helped, you need the complete sleep solution. We use the science of lab testing and alternative therapies to restore your health so that you can sleep normally. You can book a consultation to talk about what's going on with your sleep and your health and to find out how we can help you sleep better as quickly as possible. All right, I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to The Insomnia Fix with Martha Lewis. Be sure to follow and listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to know more about why you can't sleep, go to my website, thecompletesleepsolution.com and download the What's Causing Your Insomnia checklist. You're also welcome to join my community on Facebook, Sleep and Insomnia Help for Adults. Until next time, I'm wishing you a good night's sleep.